Martin Luther was once uh, pondering an icon of Christ. And, of course, in his day, uh, most of the people did not read the way they learned about the lessons of the Scripture and the lessons of uh, the, the church was looking at pictures, icons uh, that were beautifully painted or they were on the stained glass windows. And he saw one of Christ who was perched on a rainbow, consigning the wicked to torment and the righteous to bliss, right hand and left hand, with the flick of his finger. And he trembled. Martin Luther had a very fine conscience. It was very, uh, maybe a tender conscience when it came to that kind of thing. We also know that he trembled when he served as uh, a priest and presided at communion for the first time. He trembled because he felt he was unworthy. And, of course, that led to his exploration into Scripture a little bit more, his understanding of grace and how that freed his life and then how that came into the Reformation. But initially, Luther did tremble. Now, today, I think we don't see as many icons. We have some beautiful stained glass windows that tell a story. Okay. Um, and we may be in a cathedral or church that we're visiting in, and we find another story there. But generally, people, on a daily basis, they run into bumper stickers more than they run into icons. And one bumper sticker said, Christ is coming again, and boy, is he mad. That's a, a little bit of a dual edge in that sticker, isn't there? Eh, maybe a little funny, but maybe more of a kind of an in-your-face dire warning, depending upon the purpose and why they put it on their car. But is it such a bad thing if we tremble before the Lord? I don't think so. Uh, always. Every time in Scripture, um, somebody saw an angel, they were afraid. Pretty much every time you read in Scripture that someone encountered an angel, they were afraid. And I wonder how much more we would feel if we encountered the glory of the Lord God if we wouldn't find some dread in that experience. And the psalmist wrote, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. That's the start of wisdom, is to know the awesomeness and power of God. I think an image of Christ perched on a rainbow can be a helpful correction to another image we often have of Jesus. And that is an image of Jesus who is helpless and an image of Jesus that is powerless benign, so kind he wouldn't hurt anybody. And, of course, we're coming upon that period of time in our church when we are going to be celebrating his passion and we see Jesus as the Lamb of God who was sacrificed for the world.
That's a powerless and helpless image. But Jesus on a rainbow, flicking his finger, uh, is not helpless, is it? Jesus never was helpless. Jesus never was powerless. What Jesus chose to do was to empty himself of power so that he could serve the least, the lost, the left behind. And even then, he wasn't powerless. Jesus could call upon legions of angels and come to his aid at any moment. He just chose to empty himself. He showed us that there's true power in serving others, and especially the least. I think the problem for us, though, is that uh, service to others gets lost out in self-service. I think in our culture we've been infected with selfies, and we have forgotten some self-forgetfulness in our life. We're too focused on who we are and what we're able to accomplish and how many likes we can get in our social media. There were two friends who uh, met for dinner. Each had requested a filet of sole. I don't know if this was on Friday for a fish fry, but they both requested a filet of sole. The waiter came back with two pieces of fish on one platter. The one was rather large, and the other was rather small. One of the friends began to serve the other friend. He took a small plate, took the smallest piece of fish and put that on the plate, and he handed it to his friend across the table. Well, you certainly do have nerve, said his friend. Why? What's troubling you? Look what you've done. You've given me the little piece, and you've kept the big piece for yourself. Well, how would you have handled it? If I were serving you, I would have given you the big piece. And the friend replied with a wry smile, and now I've got it, haven't I? (laughs) You might want to try this next time you're out with your friends and you've got different sized pieces to portion out and see how it goes. They were friends. They both laughed. But I wonder, what is it that will motivate us to consider the other person first? In the parable that we have before us, that Jesus tells us about, uh, in that parable of the sheep and the goats, the threat of punishment does not motivate them. We heard very clearly as we listened to the story that those who did serve the least had no clue they were serving Jesus. And we heard very clearly that those who did not serve the least had no clue that they weren't serving Jesus. So what motivated the least? I mean, the, 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 the few, the ones that served the least, what motivated them to do it? It wasn't the threat of punishment. And what would motivate those who didn't serve? What would motivate them? Well, 
I was thinking about that, and a song brought me an insight to this question. It's a song that Pastor Frank Janzel wrote, and I know that some of you know Pastor Frank. Uh, my understanding is he's been here as a supply preacher at this congregation. And uh, I heard the song when it was first written, and I thought, that's the motivating factor right there. Of course, it is much more powerful if it's sung, and unfortunately, Frank is busy this morning, and he's not singing. Had I known uh, Mike was going to be with me this morning, <laughs> I might have uh, got the song and sheet and had you sing it. But uh, here are the words that he wrote. I see that look in your eye, and I find I cannot turn and flee. What is drawing me closer to your cry? And I you, and are you me? When I raise you up, somehow I too am free, and we are both released. When you take my hand, and we lift each other so both can stand. We make peace together. We make peace together. Frank's words are, showing that it's a mutuality in service that makes the difference in the world. In another verse I love, Frank writes, uh, giver and gifted both receive. Now that's a stewardship theme if I've ever heard one. Giver and gifted both receive. Together, together, giver and gifted, rich and poor, have and have-nots, first world and third world, together make the peace. Frank ends the song, O Lord, now I see it's your face shining through. O Lord, when I serve the least, I'm serving you. We are all children of God. We are all children of God. We are all children of God. So make the peace. Make the peace. Amen.